Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Today we're going to be talking about Manny Machado, we're going to be talking about spring trading, and then later in the week we're going to be talking about the World Baseball Classic just because we, we talked to you guys about it. We are pumped about it. We're going to talk about kind of what the rosters look like, who's the favorites, who we see winning. Um, I think it's a little bit interesting of a year just because the USA's pitching isn't really that good. Um, but then you look at Japan. Japan's got a stacked roster. D- Dominican Republic has a stacked, stacked roster. Venezuela is pretty good. Like you got a bunch of really good teams. So we'll be talking about that. I think on Wednesday, maybe maybe Thursday. Um, we'll keep you guys updated. But the plan right now is Wednesday. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about spring training, doing a little bit of a preview for that kind of stuff. Um, but the biggest thing, easily the biggest thing this week was the Manny Machado news. So Isaac. Kind of, I guess, rumors, drama, whatever you want to call it, comes out about Manny Machado. And in my opinion, I think it's basically a non-story. I think that we already knew what was going to happen. It was very clear that Manny was going to opt out. It made no sense for him to not opt out. Um, were you surprised at all by the news? And do you think there's really that much to take away from that, you know, Manny Machado's going to opt out news? Um, I think... Obviously, we all knew he was going to opt out. I was just kind of surprised that he made it public he was going to opt out. Um, I don't, you don't really see players doing that. Um, but what is he making? 30 mil AAV right now. Um, Arenado's making 32 and a half. Devers, I think, is now making 32 and a half, I believe. Arenado or um, Rendon's making 35. I understand opting out for sure. Um, <clears throat> I hope Manny goes with 35 because. I think, yeah, you're you're right. There's not much of a story to it. We knew Manny Machado was going to opt out. I think the story is the first Padres offer being, what was it, 5 for 101 or 5 for 105, something like that. It was 5 for 105, so 21 mil AAV. Obviously, that's dirt cheap. Um, but remember, the first, pod, the first Padres offer to Joe Musgrove was also in the neighborhood of like 11 million or something like that. So they were far off from each other. Um, ended up settling at what was it 19 or 20 AAV so there's a lot to take away from not only the Machado deal but the Musgrove deals the Padres are gonna start low and they're gonna negotiate that's the whole point of a contract I think Manny the reports were he came out with 40 started at 40 AAV I don't know how true that is but if it's true obviously it's to me it's a tactic of all right I'm gonna start at this high so that way we can meet somewhere in the middle um though i could also see that not being the case i could see him legitimately wanting 40 million because he could go make 40 million in new york um so i do also see that being the case maybe even la um as much as i hope not um so there is some to take out of the story there is no story to the actual opt-out but there is a story to the contracts why did the padres only offer one contract before the deadline before his personal deadline was up why did they only offer 21 million knowing he was going to get rejected? What went into that? So there are some things to take away, but there is nothing to take away in terms of what the major thing we already knew, which was Machado was going to opt out. Yeah. And, and that's, I guess the side that I thought was not a story was like, okay, Machado's going to opt out because I feel like that's that, I don't know if you feel like this, but to me, I feel like that's been the biggest takeaway of like, Oh, Machado's going to opt out of his contract. Like, that's the surprise. I don't think that's a surprise. I think what you're getting at in terms of what the offers look like, stuff like that, that's more of like the discussion that that needs to be had of, okay, the Padres have tried to kind of take this tactic of we're going to sign guys longer term for lower AAV with the idea that we can stack a bunch of guys in the roster 
And if anyone, you know, gets injured or falls apart in the second half of the deal, we'll just kind of eat that deal, similar to what happened with Haas. Because Hosmer, yes, it was a player option he was going to opt into, but you could have virtually looked at it as like, yeah, Hosmer's going to stay into this deal. Let's just eat the contract. That's more of what they've been looking at, and that's the offer that they gave Manny. You know, they lowballed him, right? He wants, what was the report, like $150, $160 million off? $145 million apart. Yeah, which I also think that's kind of like, okay, we're going to just say that the total money, not the AAV off or not the years off, um, which is a completely different story. Because say you offer someone $5 million and they want eight years. Well, we're talking about Machado and it's $35 million a year, right? That's a much different discussion than being like, they both are looking at an eight-year deal and they're $145 million off. That's a completely different thing. So I also thought it was interesting that like some of the reports came out like this is what's going to go down. Um, and I also think it's a little bit early, too early to tell like we're looking at this deal and saying, oh, Machado's opting out. He's hitting the open market. It could be similar to what Robert Suarez or Nick Martinez had this year where they're technically hitting the open market, but the Potters are kind of in discussions with them of, we're going to get this done before you're truly reaching out to other teams and doing that. Where if Machado is looking at a contract and, and we were talking, we were te- texting about this a lot. Uh, I want to say yesterday, the day before um, and Chase was talking to us too. He's not going to be on tonight, but ch- ch- we were having a long discussion about it. Just what's the price for Machado? Because he might be looking for, you know, 10 years, 350, 380, $400 million, Right. And that's not that far-fetched when you look at all the other contracts in the league, when you look at the Bogarts contract, right? When you look at a lot of other stuff that's gone down, but is there like a price for you or like amount of years or anything like that you're like, oh, I don't know, that might be too much. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of weird because also right now for the Potters, like we're looking at it and we're like, oh, that might be too much. But we've said that about like three contracts ago, like, oh, they can't afford anyone else. That's what we were thinking initially. So it's really weird to be like, oh, they can't afford that or they can't afford that. But I don't know. Is there any price range that you're kind of looking at like that you're thinking he's going to come back at or, or what are the overall thoughts there? I think $35 million AAV is good. Um, I understand that's what Rendon makes, but also Rendon's kind of an outlier. He sucks. Like, yeah, it, maybe his numbers aren't that bad, but he doesn't play. So to me, he sucks. Um, but... Arenado's not making 35. Devers isn't making 35. Jose Ramirez is not making 35. A lot of these great third basemen that are right there with Manny, they're not making 35 million. I think 35 million AAV is good. I thought if you're going based off what Manny wanted, supposedly wanted, which was the deal starts next year or this year, I would have liked 10 for 350. I'm cool with that. If if that's what that, that is the absolute most, maybe 360. Um, but 10 for 350 was a great price range for me in, in the way that, okay, you basically get a new contract. You were going to opt out anyway, um, but you get a new contract, 10 for 350. Um, you're set up until you're 40. He says he wants to play up until he's Nelson's cruise, Nelson Cruz's age. So maybe 12 for 350. I don't know, lower the AAV, but give him more years. Like there's so many things that I feel like could be done to get this contract. I don't know why the Potters only offered one um, contract, but uh, if if I were to put an ideal contract in place for Manny, I would say 10 for 350. Um, 
Also, you know, a lot of people brought up, well, Nolan Arenado opted in. Nolan Arenado, I believe, still gets paid by the Rockies or did get paid by the Rockies for a little bit. Um, so he gets money on top of what he's already making. Um, Jose Ramirez really wanted to stay in Cleveland. He took the discount. Rafael Devers, I feel like if you would have waited a little longer, you probably would have got more money because he is really good. Um, but Manny Machado at his age, I feel like that deal will look good for four or five years. And then I'm cool with that, you know, kind of sailing off because at that point, you don't know how much 35 million is going to be worth. Um, the new 35 could be the new 50. Um, by the time Machado, but you know, five, six, seven years down the road, whatever it is. Um, but we'll see how all that goes, man. I mean, I, I'm hoping they get a deal done, but there are, there is understanding the business side of baseball and the business side of kind of maybe not a small market team. Um, but the Padres, although they do spend a lot of money, although they are top five in um, payroll, they can't do what the Mets can do. They can't do what the Yankees can do or the, even the Dodgers. Um, and I know I keep, everyone keeps saying, well, we can't, we can. And people say, well, he's shown we can, but the net worth or the worth of the Padres is just not, that of those other teams so therefore that's why i'm thinking like all right we we can't we're gonna have to decide manny soto otani what do we want um because i i don't think we can have them all and it's it's a matter of pick your poison are you really willing to give manny 35 million or would you rather give a little more to juan soto would you rather dish more to go get shohei otani there's a lot of questions to ask regarding manny machado and i i would have to say i'll top out a 35 million aab and that's also a lot too. And and you brought up the Nolan Arenado contract, which I, I think is a fantastic comp. Just to look at that. Okay, what is he making? Well, this year he's going to make thirty five mil. Then the next year he makes thirty five mil. Then thirty two. Then twenty seven. Then fifteen. So that's what he opted into. When he's thirty six, he's not going to be making too much money. Now it makes sense when guys get older. That's what kind of happens. But he is going to be making thirty five million this next year. So when you're looking at it from what the Padres offered, I think ten for thirty five. It. That's a 10-year, $350 million deal where what's Machado going to be this year? 31, right? I want to say? Roughly, let's say 30, 31, 32, something like that, right? That's going to get him into his 40s and he's going to be making $35 million a year. That, that seems like a pretty fair offer. I think that's pretty similar to what other teams will offer him. Maybe, you know, give or take a little bit more, a little bit less. Um, but I don't know. I, uh, I I still think that they that that's in the kind of in the cards, but I see Gil texted earlier. You know, okay, well, what if you sign Vladdy to play first, right? You talked about Otani. That's what's so interesting about next year's free agency class is there's options. There's actually options. And if the Padres view, okay, if we let Manny walk and we go sign Shohei Otani that makes us better, then that's going to be potentially what they try. Now, I've told you what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to truthfully try to either to do all three of these things and just kind of almost play it as like, let's see what happens and then we'll reevaluate. Let's go try to get Manny. Let's try to get Otani and let's try to re-sign Soda. Let's try to do all three. Now, let, no, wait, wait. I, I see your face, Isaac. Is that going to happen? It's pretty unlikely that they get all three guys. But if they do, what do you do then? Oh, you reevaluate, you move Bogarts, you do whatever to keep to make that work, right? But that's gonna be like those are the three top guys that you could probably keep. 
I, I guess you could bring in, in Vladdy in that as well. You know, you could talk about some other guys that could potentially get traded for and stuff like that. But for who they seem like they want to target, that those three guys make the most sense. Doesn't mean that they're going to get all three of them. They're going to keep them. But I think that's what they're, that's, those are their targets, right? Their targets are bringing back Manny and Soto and potentially bringing in Otani. Because if you bring in Otani, you're bringing in Otani. You can trade someone. You can move off the money somewhere else to make it work to have Otani. That's how that's how incredible he is as a player. So that's what I think that they're kind of like looking at right now. But yeah, imagine getting all three, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, if if we get all three, that would be like the stupidest thing ever. And I was texting, I was texting Chase and Isaac this. I said, look, if if they were to somehow able to land all three, I think they would look at it and go, I, I think Siler would look at it and go, so you're telling me I need to lose like 100 to $200 million a year and we'll just keep these guys for like the next like three, four years and then we'll move off the money or do whatever we can. Yeah, we're probably going to be running baseball for those three to four years. So maybe we just say uh, we'll take the loss financially and keep rocking with it. Yes, that, that could happen, but I, I don't think they're getting all three. I, I think that's who they're going after. And I think that's a very, very different thing of like, who are you going after to do this? Because also, if you were able to add Otani this crew, and, and this is not to be to me mean to Bogarts or Darvish or anyone like that, but like, would you have any like, would you care if you lost them? No, you wouldn't because you would have Otani, Soto, Tatis, and Manny. Like, you'd be stacked. So, I think that it's very, very interesting. And I think, um, I think that yeah, Andrew says right here. I think we get Soto and Manny. Um, I think that's what makes the most sense. I don't think Otani's going to become a Padre. Now, if Otani does become a Padre, I'm losing my shit. That's going to be insane. Um, and I think that ideally you want Otani over anyone else. I don't know about you, Isaac. I think Otani's the best player in the league. Do you, do you feel that way? Like, Because I feel like it's hard because like everyone's like, well, Machado was the first star to come over. Like, Would you want to do that? Although, if you have the chance to get Otani, like, you get Otani. Like, I don't know. I, I think you get Otani, right? You're muted. Yeah. From a fan perspective, I could understand why you would want Manny over Otani. You got to understand though, man. This is this is all about winning. This is a business. This is definitely Otani over Machado. Um and, and and it's no hard feelings. I love Manny Machado. He's one of my favorite Padres ever, but Shohei Otani makes the team that much better. Uh you got Blake Snell probably leaving next year. You got shoot, who leaves in um I forgot who left leaving free agency next year on the offensive side, but um, getting that. Oh, he would basically replace Machado if you can't bring in Machado. So he would replace two people uh, with one player. And let's say he does make 50 million. Okay, cool. You know, 25 million a hit, 25 million a pitch. Sounds good to me. Um, but super fun player, very marketable player. Going to make a lot of money for the Padres if he were to come here. And I guess I'd have to ask you, do you not think, do you think he won't become a Padre because of money issues for the Padres or you just think Shohei has maybe interest somewhere else? I think that for the Padres, I think that they're going to try to make it work with Machado and they'll probably, I, I think it's very likely that they're going to come to a contract extension with Machado and he's going to stay here. I, I would be pretty shocked. If, like that, That's what I'm saying. Like I, That's why I didn't think these reports were all that crazy because I was like, yeah, this is what I kind of expected Machado to be feeling, kind of saying and stuff like that. So I think Machado is going to be back. I think that Otani's probably going to be a Dodger. I feel like everyone kind of feels like that. However, I will say there was a time switching sports up a little bit here. 
and I was talking about this with my roommate, dude, there was a time when everyone thought that Paul George was a lock to be a Laker, a 100% lock, right? Like, and then what happened a couple months later, it was completely different. So things in sports, like situations where, oh, this guy's supposed to go here, that can always change. So, but right now, does it not seem like Otani's going to be a Dodger? It totally does, right? Like it really feels like that. It feels like they're waiting this off season, like, oh, we're going to go get Otani next year for him what's a what's a better spot let's be real the angels or the dodgers i don't even think that's a question like mm. so i don't know that's what i feel like and i think that's why i think manny will end up coming back i i think 35 aav is really close in range of what he will get something uh, honestly dude i would not be surprised at all if he ends up signing a 10-year 350 million dollar extension and like maybe the mets offered him 370 but it's like oh well okay like it's not that big of a deal and I also wouldn't be surprised if, say, the Potters offer him three, you know, three fifty for over ten years, and the Mets or the I don't think the Dodgers offer him, the Yankees offer him three seventy or three eighty. I, I think the Potters would probably match that. I, I do feel like that, um, and that's why I won't put like a hard stop on thirty five, though I do think that's a, a right range. But that's honestly why I think that that is probably likely that they don't get Otani and they keep Machado, and then that next year. See, that's what's going to make it really crazy because if if you get if you bring Machado back and you don't have Otani, dude, then it is going to be insane about re-signing Soto. Like that's going to be a bigger deal than re-signing Machado ever was because at that point, bringing back Soto and having Soto and Tatis, you have those guys for a long time and they're super young. So all of a sudden that that drastically will change your timeline if you're able to keep uh, Soto at that time. So I don't know. I'm I'm pumped. I'm I'm really pumped to see what this looks like. But I don't know. I see people talking about Paul George over here repping the Padres. I'll be honest. I don't want Paul George to rep the Padres. I, I don't <laughs> like Paul George. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but you know, like back to Otani, I do think, I do think there's a decent possibility. Of, of course, everyone thinks he's going to be a Dodger. I think everyone's coming to consensus he's going to be a Dodger. The Dodgers aren't going over the luxury tax this year, so that way they don't have to pay all that money next year for when they go after Shohei Otani. From what I heard, negotiations the first time between Shohei Otani and the Dodgers didn't go over very well. You know who did they go? They went pretty well with the Padres. Apparently, AJ was trying to learn Japanese just so he could talk to Shohei Otani in, in his native language. Like he went, He's trying to pull out all stops to try to get Shohei Otani the first time. And after seeing what he's done these past few years, I firmly believe he will do it again. Um, whether we get him or not, I don't know. But I know for a fact AJ is going to do everything he can to go get Shohei Otani. And I'm excited to see how that plays out. Um, now, Back to Manny, I could, for the fans, like, you know, yes, I want Manny too. I want Manny around for the rest of his career. He, for, I think for us Padre fans, he kind of is starting to play that Derek Jeter role, our captain, the captain. Like everyone, he's, he's the biggest celebrity in San Diego right now. Maybe you can make the argument for Fernando Tatis, but he just missed the whole year. Soto's new to San Diego. Manny Machado just put up one of the best seasons in a San, in a Padres uniform, a, sec, a second place MVP finish. Play some of the best defense maybe ever. Like, and he, he's good with the fans. He is quite possibly the biggest celebrity in San Diego right now. So I can understand why people want to keep him. Um, and and there's going to be a lot of talks over the offseason between fans. Like, who would you rather have? Shohei Otani, Manny Machado, Juan Soto. There's going to be so many talks about it. 
Um, but you know, only time will tell between <laughs> who we actually get, but I'm almost certain we will have one of them for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I see a lot of comments here. I'm gonna go through them. Um, Otani isn't leaving the state, Padres, Dodgers, and Giants. Yeah, I see some I uh Cobra also talked about the Giants potentially being an option. The Giants are. I mean, they were they were kind of like in the mix last time. Um, Agent Cody says, what about just adding like 15 to 20 uh, more million to the five years he has left? See, I thought about that too, but I, he's going to want a longer term deal. Like, and, and that's why he's opt. That's probably the majority of the reason he's opting out is because if he opts out now, he can add a lot of years to that deal where – if he just sat on that deal or just added money to that five years, he's not going to get a bigger contract after that. And he'll probably make more playing right now in his prime, getting an extension now opposed to later um, when he's like 36, I want to say is when that deal will be up. Um, so I wouldn't expect that. I think eight to 10 years is most likely for whatever Machado signs. Um, I think the pods, Machado and the pods will talk again during the season. It, it doesn't sound like they're going to, it sounds like they're going to wait until after the season after that, which it's pretty normal. Like guys don't really want to talk about their contracts during the season. Um, but yeah, I, I do think, uh, I, I think Lizzie sums it up. I, I don't know if you feel the same way. Like, yeah, I think Manny will probably be extended, but getting Otani would be, would be super awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. And like I said, like, I don't know, we're getting a little bit greedy. Maybe I'm just getting greedy. I'd say get them all, try do whatever you can. I don't really care about Peter Sidler's money at the end of the day. So just, just keep signing guys. All right. Um, but no, I, I, I do wonder, um, I, I guess one final question about this, or I guess I'll, I'll give you, give you two questions to kind of wrap up what we're talking about with Machado one, how much of a lock do you think it is that he's back? I, I say the word lock, how much of a lock doesn't really make any sense, but you know, how likely do you think it is that he's back? And also, do you think the Bogarts contract affects bringing Machado back at all? I love that Bogart's question. I'll answer the Manny one first. Um, I'll give it a 60% chance. Uh, and that may seem a little low, but I, I think what it feels like, and from what I remember, Manny didn't come to the Padres because the Padres were some team that was going to be uh, – like he, you can't foresee the San Diego Padres, one of the losingest franchise in baseball history, becoming what they are now. I truly don't think he came to the Padres because of – the chance to win. I think he came to the Padres because he, we offered him the most money from his recent contract extent contract with the Padres with how much money he was offered, which was remember it was the biggest contract. One of the biggest contracts in history at the time, maybe the biggest um, in terms of money until Bryce Harper signed. And from his comments in spring training, he said, there's a lot of money out there right now. These owners are making a lot of money and we're putting a lot of butts in the seats, stuff like that. Wherever he got, I think he's going where the money is. I, I really do think he will go where the money is. And that's why I'm not giving it a sure thing because from his comments, from his past extension, all signs point to him wanting that money. He wants to go where the money is. Uh, that's what I think. And that's not a knock against his character or anything. Go where the money is. It's a business. It's after sports or for any sports athlete. You're, you don't have money like that. You're not getting that stream of income like that anymore. Make as much as you can while you're still there, of course. There's nothing against Manny. But just from what I've seen and heard from him, I think he's going to go where the money is. And whether that money is in L.A. or New York or San Diego, it beats me. 
but I don't know if the Padres want to offer him that money when they got what I, I don't know where this nickname came from. The childish Bambino is what they're calling um, uh, Juan Soto. Um, but the new, the modern day Ted Williams is on your team ready for an extension. That's an epic nickname. Just gotta, just gotta say that. <laughs> um, you got, you got the modern day Ted Williams on your team waiting for an extension. You got the modern day Babe Ruth waiting to hit free agency. But you also have your captain waiting right there for an extension. The guy that kind of jump started this, this epic, I guess, transition into winning baseball into winning Padres baseball. Um, It's a very, very hard decision, man. It's super tough. But at the end of the day, like Manny said, it's a business. He won't get some sort of stream of income after this. And I do think he will go where the money is. And I hope the money is in San Diego. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say I'll I'll go higher. I I think it's like an 85, 90% chance that he's back. Nice. I, I think it. I think it's really high. I would be really shocked if he wasn't. Now, I understand. I understand the reasoning for him not, like, for them not to work it out and him to walk in free agency. That that makes sense. But I think a lot of the stuff you said is is right. Like what they're going at, where the Padres were at, kind of that transition period of bringing in a star. But another thing is like for Manny, like if if he really like does care about like his legacy a lot. I think the Padres are going to offer him a deal where at the very least he'll be making a little bit less than where he would go somewhere else. Like I was saying, like three, 350 over 10 years compared to 370 or 380 over 10 years. And I don't know if that's going to be the difference in him being like, why, like, why would I leave? Right? Like, cause you just brought it up, like all the captain stuff, like you have, think about that, dude. It's really crazy. You have Fernando Tatis. Granted, there's a little bit of an asterisk next to his name because of last year. And you have Juan Soto, your two young budding stars. But if you go around and ask Padre fans, oh, who, hey, who's the Padre's best player? Just asking people kind of based off last year, Manny Machado. people are going to say Manny. Like People are going to say, oh, it's Manny Machado. He was the best player last year. That's yep. what's going to come up. So it's a very interesting time. And honestly... Maybe that's the best reason to not extend him this offseason. Like, I think we all want him to just be like locked up in a contract. But I saw, I think it was uh, Ryan who comes on the show quite a bit. He, has, he hasn't been on a little bit, but Ryan comes on the show often. He had like a like a thread of hot takes, and one of them was like, "Hey, Juan Soto wins MVP." And I'm like, dude, I I mean that could happen. That could easily yeah, happen. Yeah, for sure. So so what happens if Juan Soto wins MVP and Manny has a like a little bit of an off year? And then it's like, hey, Manny, you're our captain. Do you want to come back at 350 million over 10 years? Dude, that's hard to turn down. Like, that's really hard to turn down. Where maybe maybe in his head, like he knows, like, uh, yeah, these guys are probably gonna have a much longer career than me. But I don't know. I, to me, that, that means a lot. And also, like, what the Potters have done uh, with a lot of, like, I think even, like, the culture and stuff, like, bringing in Nelson Cruz, like, I, I think that's awesome. So, I don't know. I, I think for the Potters, I think I think it makes a lot of sense for Manny to come back. Yeah. And I don't want to say it's a discount. It's not going to be a discount. I, I don't no. expect it to be anything like that. The Musgrove contract was a straight-up discount. Yeah. Man. Like, yeah. that was a discount. 
I don't think it's going to be anything like that. But I think that if it's very, very close in money, and I think the Padres will make sure that they offer him something close in money unless they got Otani like beforehand, I, I think you're going to see Manny back. I'd be shocked. But what what do you think about the, the Bogarts, the Bogarts question? Yeah. And, and also for Otani too, or for Otani, Soto, and Manny, for any of them. Mm. You know, it's funny because I was just thinking about this this Bogarts thing. And, and like, you know, real quick, back to Manny, like, I understand for a lot of people, it could be really hard to say, like, you know, get Soto. And it is a much better decision to go get to extend Soto or go get Otani. And I think the one thing that kind of hinders me from that to that kind of really like, I don't want Manny gone for whatever reason. That 2022 team, my favorite Padres team ever, and the sole reason that they were there was because of our MVP, Manny Machado, our captain. So I, I believe me, I, I really want to say do whatever it takes to get Manny, but I'm, 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 I'm trying to think in the mind of aj preller <laughs> um but back to xander bogarts now i do think that's gonna look good for i mean i guess minimum this year but where i really think the potters messed up and i i think maybe other people would agree was saying hey let's try throwing 400 million at aaron judge let's try throwing all this money at trey turner to manny that's like oh you guys got money to spend huh that's what i thought Personally, that's what I think is, oh, you guys got that much money to spend? Well, what about me? I just put up your, a 7.4 war season. I just finished second in MVP voting. I just took you to the NLCS. Judge didn't take his team to the NLCS. Trey Turner didn't take his team to the NLCS. Judge won his MVP. Trey Turner didn't win. I, I Maybe he finished top five. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things stacking up in favor of Manny Machado. One thing that I don't think wasn't necessarily in favor of the Padres is the Xander Bogarts deal. And that's not knocking Xander Bogarts. That's not saying the contract isn't worth it from a player perspective, from a performance perspective. I do think that contract will be worth it. I think Xander Bogarts is a great player. I think he evolved into an elite defender last year. I think 25 million AAV, whatever it is for him around that area. I think that is a steal. I think that is really good for someone that, I think for the Red Sox played the Manny Machado role. He was their captain. He's one of the, he was a fan favorite. He was their best player. I mean, maybe you can look at Rafael Devers as their best player, but I thought Xander Bogarts was their best player. Um, so he did kind of play that Manny Machado role. Um, and that's sort of a role that I don't expect him to take over here, but he's also going to be a fan favorite. He's also going to be super well-respected in the clubhouse. Like, that's something that was really prioritized and that always gets said about Xander Bogarts. He's a player favorite, a fan favorite, a, a ownership favorite, whatever it is. He's always one of the favorites. He has great leadership qualities. Um, amazing player. But that's one of those contracts where it's like, well, if you didn't get him, maybe you could have kept this guy. Maybe you could have kept Manny Machado. Maybe you could have used that money to go get um, to go get Shohei Otani. Maybe you could have used that money to keep Juan Soto. So... It's very hard to gauge. It's very hard to say, you know, I wish we didn't get Xander Bogarts because you want to do whatever it takes to make your team better. If adding, I mean, shoot, if adding a guy like Xander Bogarts with over an 800 OPS last year, a gold glove contender, if not gold glove finish last year, um, getting a guy like that, yeah, all day. Like he's only going to cost five more million than Mr. Two or Will Myers. I, I had to bring him up. I saw him in here. Um, five more million, five more million for what I feel is a much better player. Um, so when you look at the deal, it's a good deal. It is a really good deal, but how 
does it affect the Padres in the books? On the field, I think it's going to be fine. I think he's going to be a, split, a great player. How does it affect him in the books? How is it going to affect him from keeping guys that are better than Xander Bogarts? You know? Manny Machado's better. Shohei Otani's better. Juan Soto's better. And not only do I think they're better, I think they are much better. Um, But I don't know. I, I, I do think that that contract is going to end up hurting them. In, in the books. On the field, I think it'll be fine. I think he's a great player, but I do think it'll end up hurting them in free agent searches. Yeah, and in terms of retaining guys, right? Like Yeah, retaining guys, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Also, like you brought up and you you're praising Bogarts a lot. Dude, I feel like people talk about Bogarts and I'll I'll bring an older Padre up. I feel like people talk about him like he's like a Chase Headley impact player yeah, like he's like doing that it's like dude though this guy's a freaking got it bro he's carried like he's on the red sox when they win a world series like he's that guy um we were gonna bring uh bring a, in one of my friends jason he's been on the show too he talked about uh alfaro um not caratini it was alfaro and nola kind of breaking down like their defense he's a college catcher dude he he's a red sox fan one of, one of my close friends he bought a Xander Bogarts jersey right before Christmas, right before he signed. And it was like, oh, fantastic. Or like his family bought him that. So Red Sox fans loved Bogarts. And there was a yeah. reason for that. Like he is a really good player. I, I think he's getting talked about as like this like weak link. Like he's not that good. He's good. Like he's a really good player. You you feel like that too, right? Like people Ooh, talk about him like, ah, last, whatever. Last season, a six war. Season before. 4-4 war. Season before, on pace for another 4 war. Season before, 5.9. 2018, 4.4. This is nothing but good seasons, dude. This is nothing but really good seasons. For $25 million AAV. And, and we talk about this a lot, too. But when you have a guy that's been hitting consistently for like five years, that's a lot different than a guy that is signing off a contract where he had like a little hot stretch. Right? Like that's why we liked like that's why Machado was such a good deal where Hosmer wasn't why because Hosmer had been routinely like super up and down and was coming off the hot season yes Machado it was like Machado's as consistent as it gets in terms of hitting in terms of his slash line everything like that Bogarts is the same way Bogarts isn't gonna show up and be like I can't hit anymore no he's gonna always hit he's gonna get old eventually he's not gonna be able to play short whatever if he can still hit, then he can still hit. And and we were also talking a little bit about Machado in terms of like, hey, how long do you want to keep Machado? Do you keep in, in, him into his 40s? What does he look like? And a guy that we brought up as kind of a comp when he gets older was Adrian Beltre. And, yeah. and I think that's a fantastic comp. Was it was it you or Chase that brought that up when we were talking? Uh, I think I brought up that uh, Adrian Beltre kind of played a lot of, maybe not a lot of third base, but he was kind of half and halfing dh and third base and i i think that's what manny's headed for if he stays in a potter's uniform maybe even xander too um some position play and some some field play or i mean dh and some field play yeah and, and just raking at the plate too yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah beltray put up some pretty good numbers even when he was older yeah and, uh, so another thing uh, Mill says, plain and simple, if the Padres organization offered Judge 400, they better be re- ready to offer Manny close to that, which I think they will, and I bet he stays in San Diego. That's how I feel. And and you kind of brought it up, too. Like, you offered Judge 400 mil. Machado's yeah. going to look at that and go, so you offered him 400 mil, but you don't think I'm worth 400 yeah. mil? Really, man? Like, 
So I, I do think there is like some legitimacy to that that argument as well. Um, oh, sorry about that, guys. I'll I'll, I'll do some talking. Um, yeah, that, that, of course there's legitimacy to that, and, and I think Thor Emblem said it best. When Manny can hit 62, he can get 400. But that's not a knock on Manny. Like I said, that's not a knock on Manny. Um, that is true. That is true. Um, not a knock on Manny, but. I mean, Judge came off his hottest season, 62 home runs, breaking some sort of record. I mean, that's a fantastic season. And it's in New York. Like, they weren't going to let him go. I, I, I always thought Aaron Judge, he's, he was, he's destined to be a Yankee. Um, but, I mean, you know, back to Xander. Yeah, you're right. People talk about him like he's just, oh, it's Manny, Soto, and Tatis. And then there's just Xander. No, it's Manny, Soto, Tatis, and Xander. For a reason. That's they keep putting him in there for a reason. He is that good. A six-one war last year. He significantly improved on defense. Someone said, I think I forgot, I think it was Bill Gates. He said, Man, he's not much better than Xander Bogarts. And uh, you know, me personally, I do think he is. But just based off last year, no, he's not because Xander Bogarts won or was close to winning a gold glove. I don't know if he won it for sure. But the main thing that I kind of thought, okay, this is why Manny's better is because Manny's consistently playing platinum glove type defense, whereas Xander had a weakness on defense for a little while. But now that Xander picked it up, maybe he's a little closer to Manny that we think. Maybe the Padres kind of are bracing for, well, hey, if Manny leaves, we got a guy that can at least somewhat fill the void Manny will Manny will leave in terms of a great clubhouse presence, a captain, you know, something like that. Um, and maybe that's what they're preparing for. I don't know. But – Manny, Manny is Manny needs a statue, and I don't want him gone. I like that too. Hey, okay, so everyone keeps saying like, all right, yeah, when Manny hits sixty plus home runs, then yeah, then we give him ten years, four hundred million. Um, let's just this isn't gonna happen. Um, and I'll tell you this, it's not even because of skill set between anyone and Judge. It's the fact that where is he hitting the ball? Yeah, bro, he's like, where he's, is Manny yeah. hitting the ball? Bro, Manny hitting 40 home runs in Petco might be more impressive than Aaron Judge hitting 62 with deuce balls in Yankee Stadium, right? Like, like if I we're being real, like too, yeah. I forgot his balls are juice. Pause. We we gotta look at stat cast. We gotta, you know, take in the, the juice ball impact and do all that. And all of a sudden, oh, those are actually pretty similar numbers. Um, but yeah, I also I also just wonder, like, look, hypothetical, say Manny hits 60 plus home runs. Does he then get ten years, four hundred mil, and you don't even you don't blink an eye, right? I'll give him five. <laughs> I'm okay with five <laughs> if he ever did that. Um, At Petco, is that the greatest season of all time? Bonds and shit on that, time. right? Yeah, that's the greatest season of all time. <laughs> uh, no, that that was a, that was funny. That was a good one. <laughs> um, you know the the biggest uh, the biggest headline this off season, whereas last season it was you know. Fernando falling off a motorcycle uh, this season. It's going to be Manny Machado's contract. Um, even Juan Soto's contract. Those are going to be the main headlines, but that's a pretty damn good headline. It's a much better headline than your star player being injured until June. Um, June. Um, it's much better. But for right now, this team is a top five team in all of baseball. Um you know, and, and like Manny keeps saying, just they're just going to go out there and play baseball for this year. That's all they can do. Unfortunately for us fans, 
I w- honestly, I'm not going to stress about it. I do think something will get done, and if not, I do think the Padres will go out and make a, a, a different move that I will approve of. It will be hard to see Manny go, but at the end of the day, I don't want him in another uniform. I want him in San Diego. I want a statue for him. I want him to be recognized as close to Tony Gwynn in terms of, well, hey, this guy did so much for our organization. Tony Gwynn will never be taught because he was the He's a blueprint of what it means to be a Padre, but I, I want Manny Machado to be close to that. Um, and, and and the only way that happens is if the Padres secure him, but it, it does at this moment, it does seem like it might be hard. Now, I talked about it with Matt. If he, shoot, if he is, as, let's say hypothetically, he is asking for 38, 40 mil, whatever it is. If he goes and puts up another seven more season, sure, throw that at him. Like, give him 38, 40 mil. Pay him, back pay him for what he did in those, in those seasons. 30 mil, you know, seven war, like, dude, that's a bargain. Um, but if he puts up five, six, 35 should be good to me. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's, it's a great problem to have. I think it, when you, you know, I mean, we're talking about extending Manny Machado rather than signing Eric Hosmer, extending Will Myers, um, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, this is going to be a great team at least this year. Yeah, um, I see a lot of stuff about, you know, some people are talking about weathers a little bit. Random question, where would Tony Gwynn hit in this 2023 lineup, fifth or ninth? First. Definitely not ninth, man. <laughs> Come on, Justin, not ninth. I, I think three. I think a hard, like three would be nice, right? I, I'd put him lead off, but that's just me. Yeah. But if you put him – but check this out. If you put him three, you can have Tatis, Soto, and then him. If the guy yeah. that hit like is getting close to 400, right? Yeah. And then you have Manny and then Bogart's after him. That's pretty insane. I think three is a sweet spot. Makes sense. Uh, I, I like one just because he he did get on a lot. And I think the prototypical baseball lineup, at least back then in his time, was all right, you know, you want your first guy to get on a lot. Um, I do still think that can fit today, depending on your lineup mold, but in our lineup mold, Fernando should be batting either first or fourth just because you do either want him to get the most at-bats or you do want him to get the most opportunities with runners in scoring position. Um, but I like uh, I would like Tony at first just because he did get on a lot, and we do have guys that could – I mean, Fernando could knock him in by himself. Soto could do the same. Manny could do the same. <laughs> That that's a, that's that's fair as well. I, I like that. I think one would be also also solid, especially. Well, let's see what these bigger bases do. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea what that's gonna look like. I'm I'm um, very intrigued. Yeah. It could be like something where it's like a big difference, or it could be like, yeah, this is the most overplayed thing of the off season. There's nothing changed. Yeah, I think I don't think it's gonna have a lot of much of a difference in terms of like beating out throws. Um, when you hit a ground ball or something like that, because it's also a bigger bag for the first baseman to go ahead and extend. But swiping bags, I feel like it's going to be a lot easier. I think the pickoff rule might even have more of an impact on yeah, that. Though. Yeah, that's a weird rule. It's it's a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. I think next thing we want to talk about, kind of spring trainings around the corner i mean there's really not a lot about spring training however i I do think it's really interesting to kind of see how this pitching rotation lines up i I think that's the biggest thing um real quick before we move on 
Um, our new schedule, we're going to do Monday, Wednesday for streams. We've been kind of talking about it. I know some people that are are typically in the streams came back and like, dude, I always miss the streams because you guys are streaming randomly. So we are planning to do Monday, Wednesday, Monday, 730, Wednesday, 530. So that's kind of the plan moving forward. Um, but with that said, let's let's talk about spring a little bit. So I think maybe the only thing that's really important to watching in spring training outside of, you know, the young guys and seeing what they look like and kind of being like, well, how does Merrill look against, you know, MLB pitching, stuff like that. Outside of that, I think for the Padres MLB team, the biggest thing is going to be how does the four, five, six in the rotation play out? Oh, yeah. I think, and I think it's, I think it's a true battle. I think that's the one spot where it's like that. Now, Nick Martinez is going to be pitching in the World Baseball Classic, so we won't see a ton of him. However, he's probably the guy that's most likely to be your four right now. I don't know if you feel the same way. I guess Walker as well, but I don't know. Probably, probably Martinez, or he's I guess locked into being a starter. Um, maybe it's a little bit more of a battle between the sixth spot of what Seth Lugo looks like, stuff like that. Um, but when we're looking into this this pitching, you know, rotation and stuff like that. Um, you have him, you have Brett Honeywell, you have someone was talking about him earlier, Ryan Weathers. We've talked about Adrian Morahone, Michael Waga, um, Seth Lugo. There's so many names. And then they also bring in one more guy, Cole Hamels, multi-time all-star from San Diego. Right when he got signed, everyone started pressing him because he had a quote that was yeah. like, "Yeah, I won't sign with San Diego because they don't fill the seats or something like that." Which honestly, honestly, I, I was cracking up when I saw that. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but I do have a funny story about Cole Hamill. So if you did not know, Cole Hamill's is from San Diego. He grew up in San yes. Diego. My Isaac, you don't know the story. My college roommate, he's also from San Diego, um, and he's one of my good friends. And his mom is a teacher in San Diego. Well, she was Cole Hamill's teacher in high school. And Cole Hamill's broke his arm, came into class. And she was basically talking about like, oh, you broke your arm. What happened? Oh, I was playing baseball so-and-so. And she told Cole Hamill's to quit playing baseball kind of as a joke, but saying like, hey, dude, you should probably quit if you're getting hurt. She told Cole Hamels to stop playing baseball, which I think is absolutely amazing. Like, Can you imagine? That just doesn't happen. So, I, I don't know. I wanted to share that because I think that's an absolutely that's a crazy story. story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, what do you think about this rotation? Well, wh- how do you think it's going to play out? Are there any guys you're looking at like, dude, maybe maybe if Adrian Morahone really has it or maybe if Cole Hamels looks like, you know, like he's kind of having a second surgery, anything like that. Is there anyone that you think could kind of come out and steal that five or six spot? Um, no, I, I do think Martinez and Walker are going to be locked into the four and the five. The six is going to be six. Ideally, right now, it belongs to Lugo. Um, that's who it belongs to right now. If there was a, some sort of six starter, um, which I think to begin the season, at least there will be because there's a lot of games in, in a small time frame. Uh, I think there will be six starters, and I think that six is Seth Lugo right now. However, that's not to say Adrian Morahone's kind of out of the equation, at least to start the season, from what Bob Melvin said. He said, you know, we want to limit his innings at first, but I think down the road is when Bob Melvin said, and we'll look at him as a starter if really needed. Um, so Morahone's already out of it. Uh, Cole Hamels, I feel like, is just kind of depth uh, to see, you know, let's see if he's still got something in him. Let's see what he's, let's see how he does in spring training type of thing. Um, but as of right now, Lugo's spot 
in that six starter rule is secure. Ryan Weathers is going to be a guy that everyone should. I think that's going to be one of the biggest headlines in spring training. How does Ryan Weathers look? Because going from what was he? I, I think he was our fourth or sixth ranked, ranked prospect. You know, comes onto the scene, guns a blazing, looks really good, has a few quality starts, really good starts against the Dodgers, gets hurt, everything goes to shit. Um, and and it was expect. I mean, it's it was expected. Isaac saying his doppelganger. <laughs> I don't know who my doppelganger. Is. Oh, more at home. <laughs> um, but dude, who was I freaking talking about, bro? Oh my God. That's a good comment. I like that one. <laughs> oh, who was I talking about? Oh, Weathers. That's a great. Yeah, the, um, he's gonna be someone that we should we should look forward to because it was expected for him to kind of fall off. His baseball savant page sort of suggested like, all right, dude, twenty one year old. He hasn't really been in this kind of spotlight. His baseball savant is all blue. He, it's gonna happen. It's bound to happen, and it happened to neither of our surprises. Seems like everyone else was surprised, but to neither of our surprises, it happened. And I remember we were getting roasted, bro. Everyone was saying, you guys are stupid. He looks good. We're like, no, dude. It's bound to happen. It happened. Now, we're hoping he bounces back now. He's had another year and a half. He's having another offseason. He's got another spring training to kind of get settled. He does look a little slimmer. Um, it looks like he's been working on a lot of things. He has this new windup. Keep in mind, the new windup is not going to do much. It's just going to help his kind of rhythm. His, his, um, yeah, just that's the main thing it's going to help. It's going to help his rhythm. Um, but yeah, he sort of has this new windup where he goes over his head now. Um, so whatever, I mean, whatever works. Um, so he, that's a guy that's going to have some spotlight on him in terms of kind of a starter role. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm excited to see what he's got with Ruben Niebla. Um, but that's going to be a guy that you sort of rely on for some spot. <laughs> that, that is actually what he said a lot about Ryan Weathers when he was asked. Because I'd watch all the press conferences because I was just back home doing nothing. Um, I'd watch and I'd, I want to hear what he has to say. That, that, that is exactly what he said. Actually, in his last start against Colorado, that is exact. Oh, no, it wasn't against Colorado. I forgot who it was against. That is exactly what he said. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be a guy that gets a lot of spotlight just because you – we need him this year. We need him. Like this is really for both him and Luis Campusano. This sort of feels like a do or die year. Like this is a big year for them. Huge for both of them. We need both of them to excel. I don't. I'm not asking them to be, you know, star players, burst onto the scene, Sports Center, you know, all that type of thing. But they need to be quality players. Um, but yeah, I think those are t- the two young guys deserve the most attention. I think Luis Campusano and Ryan Weathers. Um, of course, there's going to be attention on other guys, um, Seth Lugo, Cole Hamels, Julio Tehran. There's going to be attention on them. But for me, the, the guys that I'm really going to be keyed in on are the two young guys. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think a lot of people wanted the Padres to make like a big move in the pitching department. I actually might prefer the route that they went. We're going to get a lot of depth and we're going to let it play out. And if we need to, we'll go and we'll try to make a move. Yeah, exactly. We'll go and try to get Corbin Burns. That that's a better that's a better idea than going and getting like Pablo Lopez, which which I was like down for. Like I thought that'd be cool to do if they went and like added an arm or did something like that. But I think where they're at right now, like if you look at the roster, like okay, they have all of these different guys that are like candidates to 
be a, a, a back-end starter. Like, that's the thing also, like, Isaac, like you're saying, like, we don't need any of these guys to come out and be like, this guy is an ace. Cole Hamels has revitalized his career, and he's brought back to Cole Hamels. <laughs> we don't need that, bro. We need, like, can Cole Hamels go pitch, like, for the first three months of the season and give us 80, 90 innings? Like, okay, word. That's a huge success, you know? That's like, it's, it's nothing crazy. And, like, that's why I wonder how it plays out because also I, I do think it's worth noting that they went to camp last week. Seth Lugo was there, and their immediate reaction was, we need to go sign two starters immediately. To me, that kind of screamed <laughs> that Seth Lugo is not going to start or not going to start for long. That like Honestly, like so I, I don't know if he's going to be there, but I also like him out of the pen as well. Like If he's healthy out of the bullpen, that's still a huge plus. Uh, but for like this full rotation, like there's so many guys that could potentially break out. You know, you're talking about Ryan Weathers and maybe it's not even in a starter role, but it's in a long relief role or something like that earlier, um, in the chat, like maybe like 30 minutes ago, someone brought up Nabil Chris Matt saying that we were talking about him spot starting. He's apparently starting in the world baseball classic. So that's another guy. Like there are so many people that can eat up innings that I feel like this year, we were so concerned, like, okay, this pitching depth, man, like, it's really, really scary. What is it going to look like? We're, we all have PTSD from 2021 of, like, <laughs> don't let this thing blow up. They kind of did the opposite of, like, we're not going to put all of our eggs into one basket with, like, a four or five starter. We're going to just throw shit at the fan and we're going to help roulette. Like, that's what they did. Like, that's what they actually are doing, which is great because Love then it. you still have the potential to go add someone at the deadline. So – I, I I honestly like I, I don't think a lot of people are praising the Padres for like signing Waka, Hamels, Lugo, Martinez, having Weathers, Mora, Hone, Honeywell, you know, like all Tehran, like yeah, all of these different names, but it's like you need like two of them to work out barely. Like you need them to be able to go out there, throw five or six innings and have a mid four ERA. Right? And mm-hmm. that's a huge win. So yeah. like you don't need them to do a lot. So I don't know. I, I like it overall. Um, yeah, Arthur, we don't need to bring up like that's um, exactly see, that's exactly what I don't think this is going to be because instead of having <laughs> Jake Carrietta and Vince Velasquez, you have guys that are better and you have like seven of them, right? You have like yeah, seven of those yeah. guys that are like a little bit better, yeah. It's a lot, yeah. it's a lot different going out there and throwing three innings and getting rocked for like five runs every outing oh, than yeah. going out there and pitching six and allowing four, right? It's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, and, and I think some of these guys have the potential to do that. I do like the Padres' depth, um, but you know, back to spring training. The best part: the questions, the questions that the Padres ask uh, the players. So, real quick, we did it last year, and I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but Matt, shoot, bro, hold on, give me time, dude. Give me time. I need to find him. Oh yeah, um, why? Why you look him up? Uh, I do want to say I actually I. Came in not even thinking about talking about him, but Luis Camposano is also a very interesting case because you brought him up as kind of Ryan Weathersons as and him kind of on like that prove it year type of deal. People are talking about Luis Camposano taking over catcher, starting at catcher. Now I think that's a little bit ahead of where we're at, but if Campy comes out and he earns a spot as the backup catcher on this team, maybe he fills in at DH sometimes, and maybe he has an opportunity to eventually start over Austin Ola. I think that is also a huge plus because finally just a little bit of homegrown talent, please, man. Like that would be, that would be so clutch to see <laughs> that it. because 
especially at the catcher position, dude. Like it's been it's been rough in past years. So I, I do think that'd be another a huge win for the Padres as well if, if he can just be an MLB player. Don't need, once again, don't need him to be a star. Just be a role player. That's that's huge. You you got the questions up? I do. And, and back to Camposano, I think he will be. I don't think it's going to be too hard for him to pass up the production of Austin Nola. I brought up, I do think Austin Nola's value goes down a little bit this year, but that's for another day. Um, Matt, what's your favorite season? I'm going to have to go with fall. <clears throat> I think fall's best. Yeah. I don't know. In, I, the, in the desert, we had like a week of it, but it was pretty sick. <laughs> that is true. I think that's why, I think when we lived in the desert, I think uh, fall was my favorite also, just because it was like finally cooling down. Um, but I think being in San Diego, it became spring just because it becomes very lively. It's like finally the cold is over. Like all, it's supposed to rain five or six times in just this week alone. And I'm really excited for that to be done. So um, a lot of the guys said baseball season. So I would agree with that too. Uh, let's see. Another hey, you also one. A lot of them said football season. I thought that was yeah, dude, like, come on. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, what's your most favorite emoji? <laughs> Favorite emoji? Oh, dude. I mean, the emoji one I use the most is like the one I use the most is like the classic like laughing emoji. Laughing. Let's see. That one's lame though. Like that's there's nothing special about that. Yeah. That that um, one's mine too. Mine is the laughing emoji. If not the I laughing, think... if not the laughing, I always do the it's still the laughing, but the one that's to the side. <laughs> 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 I think the skull is pretty good. Yeah, that or like, good. if you're interacting on social media, you can always rock with a nice clown emoji. If you know someone's saying some some blasphemous stuff, you know, like I, that that one's solid as well. Yeah, I don't sure. know, bro. I'm not a big. I'm like, I kind of use emojis. I'd rather use like a random emoji. Right, 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 right. Like All right. The moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. All right, no, stuff, stuff uh, like that. What goes in first, the milk or the cereal? Okay. This, this was is, the best dude, question. Please, this is not Matt. Like, come on, please. It's the cereal first, okay, right? Cool, no cool, one's cool, cool, cool. No one's rocking <laughs> milk first. No, 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 man. Milk first, like I forgot who said it, but how's the how's the top of the cereal supposed to get nice and moist? You exactly. Know? Like, exactly. Like, no, man. I, I think that I think the milk first. I think I think that should be a sin. I think that should be the eleventh <laughs> commandment. That cannot happen. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like the idea of milk first just because. I don't know how much – I like knowing how much milk I got to put in the bowl. If I don't know how much milk I'm going to put in the bowl, it's tragic. <laughs> um, I will say when I was younger, when I was when I was a little kid, like I would put the milk in first. And yeah, I don't know yeah. who it was in my family. It might have been one of my sisters, one of my parents. They saw me doing that, and they were like, dude, what are you doing? Like I got I – remember, I remember getting pressed as a little kid about pouring the milk in first. Not gonna lie, yeah. not gonna lie, it was a little deserved. No, no, I think it was a good thing. It was, it was good in the long term. I'm, I'm happy that whoever said that to me said it to me. First. Also, Snell was the guy that was breaking down the cereal. The, good, Snell, good. Snell also always has the best answers in these. He is the best interview for sure. Yeah. All right. So the last one, and I hope you haven't seen this one yet, but it is a super easy riddle. I think it is a very easy riddle. I didn't see the riddle. I did not see this one. Okay, I think it is very easy. I asked my girlfriend and she couldn't get it. What? Hold on, hold on. Wait, time out, time out, time out. I gotta try to remember what it, what it said. Time out. 
What gets used? What's yours, but is mostly used by others? Please, no one give them the answer. You're muted, by the way. Okay. Yours. What is most, what is mine, but mostly used yours, by others? But mostly used by others, Matt. My name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. My stuff in riddles, too. So I'm surprised I got that one. That one is pretty easy. That one is pretty easy. That one's pretty easy. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch the responses. Were people getting it? Uh, the, most of them got it wrong. Really? Yeah. That was pretty easy, right? It was funny because I, I was I asked my girlfriend and I was like, I was like, Mia, 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 what's the answer, Mia? <laughs> He's like just not picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, dude. Yeah, it's because the I'm, pressure, though. That's why. It is, yeah. It is it's the pressure. Yeah, but I think that's all I got. This is a good comment. At least Haas, uh, Snell doesn't go around asking what Haas answer. <laughs> <laughs> that is that the best part of the that, that, that is good. Oh, what else we got here? Get a cup of milk and eat it straight out of the bag? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Hey, it depends on the cereal. I, I, I do I, like some of them. If the Padres sweep the Dodgers at one point, anytime this year, I will videotape myself doing that with some Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> and I'll upload it to Twitter. Hey, that's a good one. Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Those what, about, uh, what about Captain Crunch Berries? I think those are just better versions of Fruity Pebbles. People sleep on the Captain Crunch, man. Um, they say it hurts the top of your mouth. Let me tell you, I don't care if it hurts the top of my mouth. It's fire. You got a weak mouth, then. (laughs) Sorry, you you got to suck it up if if it's for Captain Crunch. No, man, the the Captain Crunch, man, it's fire. I mean, the the berry one especially, yeah, it's fire. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, fire. Frosted Flakes, fire. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is good, too. For sure. I've always liked Reese's Puffs. Uh, So, okay. So also, this is for you, Isaac, and also anyone in the chat. What is your favorite cereal? Uh, That's a hard question. You see, my favorite cereal. Also, I love cereal. Yeah, I'm a a cereal stan for sure. Um, My favorite cereals changed up quite a bit since I was a kid. Um, I think at first my favorite cereal was um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And then I was eating, my little brother loves Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So always in the house, we had Cinnamon Toast Crunch, meaning before school, the only bowl of cereal I would have is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And when you have too much of something, you get tired of it. So then it changed to Frosted Flakes. And then for a while, it was Reese's Puffs. And then I had this little stint of Honey Bunches of Oats. And right now, it was Cornflakes. My bad. Uh, but right now, my favorite cereal is Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles are all right. I don't. I don't think I put them up there. A lot of a lot of people are saying Fruity Pebbles. Also, Arthur says this stream is sponsored by Captain Crunch. Dude, we we're gonna have to give the captain a call. All right, because that. that is a gr- great idea right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, captain Crunch sauce is super good. Fruity Pebbles over. So all right, you and you and Kyle are kind of feeling the same thing. Cheerios. Dude, you better be talking about Honey Nut Cheerios, Honey Nut, not some dude. plain ass Cheerios. All right, I see Bill said <laughs> that. Come on, Cheerios—that's a ridiculous answer. 
Cinnamon, okay, a lot of people are going Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I, I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, too, but I'm going to have to rock with Captain Crunch. Also, Captain Crunch has, has multiple different, like, variations. Like, you could go, like, Fruity Pebbles yes. route. You could go Peanut Butter route. That that's They got some versatility, so I don't know. I like that. Yeah, I got to yeah, get it. Uh, Captain Crunch is good. It's for sure really good. Daddy Milker Crunch. <laughs> Bro, what are you, what are you saying? <laughs> Gonflace is, is is the best. It's top five comment ever on this channel. Um, good one. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh that's that's a good one. Um, I can't think of many other cereals that I'm really like a super fan of. I, as a frosted as a fruity pebbles person, uh, I did go to the store one time and they had fruity pebbles with like marshmallows in them, like Lucky Charms kind of thing. Straight gas, bro. Straight gas. Like it, it really? sounds like a sweet. Like, yeah, like I, it sounds like a sweet overwhelm, but for I me, it's like a overkill. Yeah, it, it, it might seem like it, but I, I got a sweet tooth for sure. Um, Lucky Charms to me, overrated. Ain't gonna lie. Um, They're just a little bit weird. Like, yeah. Some are like plain, some are sweet. Yeah. That's not right. They gotta be consistent. It's like without the marshmallows, what are you? <laughs> Here's Cheerios. <laughs> Sorry, I know Gil said he liked Cheerios, but I'm gonna keep pressing him for that one. <laughs> awful answer. <laughs> it's okay, Gil. I'm pretty sure my girlfriend's favorite cereal is Cheerios too. There's just no possible way, bro. Dude, like Cheerios? What? Heart healthy. Yeah, I don't I know, man. I don't know about that. Cookie crisps. <laughs> Yo, those are pretty. I don't even know if you can consider that a like a cereal. That's just like straight dessert. Like you're eating cookies. <laughs> underrated, underrated. I will say. Count Chocula. All right. Never, never heard of that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chat's getting intense over here. Whoa. That's a that's a that's a W comment. All right. You said you said uh. We're talking about Cheerios. You ever had frosted Cheerios? <clears throat> I could get on board with those. Plain Cheerios, uh, no. I've had. <laughs> <laughs> I've had. I've had. Um, I've had chocolate Cheerios. I'm not a fan. Frosted Cheerios. I, I like frosted Cheerios. I like frosted Cheerios. I could go with some frosted Cheerios. Honeycombs. Oh, oh honeycomb yo, honeycombs. Oh, honeycombs. Yeah, honeycomb, honeycomb is good. <laughs> I don't think I've had honeycombs in like 12 years, but years, honeycombs years, are good. Years. Yeah, honeycombs good. Um, yeah, so, uh, someone is trying to – Bill Gates, some people are trying to be Kyrie. You're not the only one that's been tweeting about or commenting about flat earth. What, what is going on here with these flat earth comments? <laughs> also, I see I see uh, Gil defended himself. He said the ones with strawberries are good. Don't like sugary cereals, Matt, you bastard. Yeah, I'm sorry I pressed you. I just – I just can't believe you said Cheerios straight up. You should have been more specific. <laughs> Apple Jacks? Yeah. Apple Jacks are fire too. You know what? There is a lot of Fruit Loops that don't get talked about that I have always liked. Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops, um, Honeycomb, Golden Grams. I like I like Golden Grams. Um, I think a lot of cereal. If truly, if you make a cereal and you suck. You don't deserve your cereal does not deserve to be on there. It is hard to make a bad cereal. It's a pretty easy thing to make, right? I think we're to make a cereal. Fryer talk cereal. <laughs> <laughs> what would our flavors be? 
You go, there's, there's you go like the marshmallows. Okay. Some yellow. You go like a like the chocolate peanut butter route, or are you go in like the fruity route, like oh the God. fruity pebbles, the berries, oh. stuff like that. No, you know what? I think with our colors, we do have to go the chocolate peanut butter route. I think I think the marshmallows have to be like some sort of peanut oh, peanut butter marshmallows is kind of weird, but I could I, be like I could do I could do it. But what if you did like uh okay? What about this? What about you did like uh like almost like peanut butter bunches, right? And then like mm. chocolate marshmallows. Mm. Oh, you're on to something, my boy. <laughs> yes, sir. That sounds good. Oh, I like that. Yeah, someone in this chat make Friar Talk Zero boxes. Yeah, yeah, please. That'd be that'd be sick. Get Hosmer to sponsor and fund it. You think Hosmer would ever sponsor anything we did after all the slander we gave that Hosmer man? There's like hours of us just ripping yeah. him. We've ripped that dude so bad, bro. So bad. I was actually I was actually thinking about this today. Um, because I'm gonna go to the World Baseball Classic and I was like, what if I like somehow like like ran into one of the players? I was thinking like it, this was a crazy hypothetical in my head, but I was thinking like what if I ran into Manny and I was like, dude, Manny might actually like dislike us if he's ever seen our stuff because of how much we ripped Haas. I was like, that would, that's a decent possibility. Like, he that's might be like, a yeah. good, really, really good point. I do think <laughs> Haas is his boy. Like as much as people say like, there's like, eh, he doesn't care about Haas. Nah, bro. Haas is his boy. Yeah. Oh, I'm going, I'm going to the, I'm going to the finale for world baseball classic Thor. I'm pumped. That's dope, man. For sure. Haas would hate all of us so much. Dude, it was so funny when Haas got traded and like every single player sends like, thank you so much for your time, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he didn't send a shit. <laughs> and bro, even, well, because, you know, okay, but honestly, like I'm going to have to defend Haas on this. It's a good thing he didn't say anything because oh, if he, he would have like tweeted in a, yeah. like a thank you, he would have got ripped on yeah. tweeting the thank you, man. He would have got ripped to shreds. To shreds. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what he did. It was always going to be bad. Yeah. You know, it was warranted also. We've been talking about doing apparel, and and I don't think we can legally do this because I think we'd get sued for a lot of money. But check out this shirt idea. Tell me this isn't the best Padre shirt idea you've ever heard of. You get a Padre shirt, and on the back is a straight grid of every single Hosmer air zoomed on the face when he's making the air. It'd be good, right? That's a W. Oh man. Yeah, I would love to wear that. I'd go around wearing the Haas air shirt. I'd, dude, I'd probably oh, even wash it. I'd probably be wearing it every day. How about how how about a shirt with the baseball savant chart of all his ground balls? <laughs> Just the, the massive red <laughs> square on first and second base. Dude, that was that was all you needed to see. Be like, yeah, you know what kind of player you're getting right here. Just <laughs> Chopper to second, chopper to second, over and over and over. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> my bad. Juan Soto was taking ground balls at first. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was has gone unhinged was, in the last uh, like 15 minutes. We haven't been talking about baseball, but that's he, interesting. He was, he was scooping. He was <laughs> he scooping, scooping better than Oz. He was scooping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Um, yeah, looking back, it's honestly so funny seeing the fan reception versus a player reception. The Haas, dude, yeah, because Haas, like, players definitely liked him, and like, I even brought, would bring that up. Like, look, like, people do like him in the locker room and stuff, 
the fan base was never getting down with Haas, dude. Right away, it was like, oh, God. This we guy. had no reason to like. He didn't give us a single reason to like him. Not one. When do you think the Haas, like, hate era began? I, I think it started in the Wait. Astros game. Well, right? yes, the, the this KFC comment when he when he uh, oh when there it is yeah there it us. is yeah when he walked off on us in the with infield fly ball that was the start that was the start of a bad era. <laughs> Dude, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, Isaac is Isaac's loading right now. Are right, you back, Isaac? You loaded. You were just sitting there loading for a little bit. Can you hear me? All right, guys. I don't know if anyone can hear. I don't know if anyone can hear me. I think Isaac is gone from the stream right now. Um, but we're we're probably gonna wrap it up anyways. So, uh, with that said, I, I don't know what happened, but good night, everyone. We will be back probably on Wednesday. If not, I'll change up the stream or whatever. But I okay, you can hear me good. Yeah, I think Isaac's internet just uh, just crashed real quick. So, uh, but yeah, we'll call it. Have a good night. Uh, that was, this was a super fun stream. We'll we'll try to keep getting these questions uh, from spring training and stuff going. But all right, guys. Have a good night, and we'll see you all later.